if anyone is out there and doesn't know how to seek professional support, um, because that's something that it can be uncharted territory. Um, the step-by-step process is you can actually go to your GP and just discuss with them, you know, how you're feeling and this and that. And depending on your needs, they can organize what's called a mental health care plan for you. And what that involves is you get 10 sessions that are Medicare rebated um, with a psychologist or uh, like a mental health social worker or a professional counsellor. What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Bias Reality Podcast. It is your host, Orwell. And today I've got Aisha. Introduce yourself again. Hi, it's Aisha. <laughs> Back again. From the That's the Tea Podcast. Yes. And today I've also got someone that's, you know, I've been meaning to get on the pod for a very long time. And we're finally making it happen. Introduce yourself. Tell us about you. Hey, guys. My name's Mosa. And it, thanks for having me on the pod. Mosa Darling <laughs> from Instagram, the Mosa Darling. Anyways, thank you guys for joining me on the podcast today. You know, so before we get into everything, how have you guys been? How's your week been? My week's been okay. Um, not too much to report. So, yeah, nothing bad, nothing good. Just kind of okay. Yeah, just you? getting on with it. Yeah, just getting on with it. Getting up. You know, getting up, getting on with the day, coming back home all to, to do it all over again tomorrow. <laughs> nah, sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds like a lot of people's days. What about you, Aisha? How's your week been? It's been all right. Mm, could be better. What have you been getting up to? <laughs> um, sleeping, eating, working, repeating. Same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah, man, mine's been similar, but again, as we know, the world is in a bit of a mess. I mean, it has been like that all year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, you don't even know where to start. Like, you're halfway, like, unpacking the last event, and then something else happened that's just as dramatic, and you need to start unpacking that, and then it's the next (laughs) thing, and it's, yeah, it's it's very overwhelming. (laughs) You can say that again. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And that's basically why I have you guys here today, actually, you know, with all the commotion going on in the world everything's going on especially right now you know with the stuff that's happening in america i just wanted to you know talk about because again this is something that we see a lot of this is something that we're all black here so this affects us we are even though we don't live i mean are you oh, okay <laughs> i mean i am i don't know about y'all <laughs> like even though we don't live in america it's still something that indirectly affects us so, yeah, seeing all of this stuff that's happening and constantly having to deal with it, even like, you know, when you don't want to think about it, you're still at the back of your mind sort of thing. I just want to talk about how, you know, we manage our mental health and just how we, you know, deal with all of this stuff and still try to, like, you know, make sure that we're sane, basically. Like, for you guys, um, have you guys been keeping up to date with, like, all the stuff that's been happening currently? I feel like you can't not. Like, you mm. just go on your Instagram, you know, to mindlessly scroll, and it's just there in your face. Um, so you can't really escape it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's not to say, you know, people shouldn't be posting about it, because we definitely need to be having these conversations. But it's just more so, um, it's just ongoing, it's non-stopping, it's like, it's every other week mm. now. 
and it's getting to the point where it's like, it, when will this stop? When will this end? You know, um, not only are we dealing with a, a freaking pandemic <laughs> globally, but we also have to be confronted with innocent black people dying very mercilessly yeah. every single day and um, for no reason at all. And it's, yeah, it's a lot to comprehend. Yeah, 100%. It's like every week, every day is something new, something in your face. Like you have to, and like you said, it is important. We need to, you know, we need to talk about it. We need to post about it. But what about you, Aisha? Have you been, you know, keeping up with everything that's been going on? Uh, like Masa said, it's it's kind of hard not to see it. It's it's kind of hard not to keep, um, uh, not to keep following it. Um, I think this particular week, has been the first time where it's really affected me. I guess also the fact that we're in a pandemic, you know, you're already having to cope with that. Um, so it got really bad and I actually had to like disable my account for a bit. So I've, I'm on day two of, of my uh, Instagram cleanse. <laughs> and how are you finding that though? Because yes, you're on day two of your Instagram cleanse, but I literally in my five minute drive <clears throat> here, it was on the radio. Yeah. You switch on your TV, it's there, yeah. you know. So even if you take that action to remove yourself from it, yeah. which is, you know, if that's what you need to do, that's perfectly fine. But yeah. how are you coping with everything else that's happening where yeah. you can't stop it, yeah. where you can't um, stop the exposure from it? So I, I'm still, I still have to use Facebook for other things, um, but I haven't been on it as much. And I actually find that... Um, Facebook isn't as confronting as Instagram. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that's necessarily a, a good or bad thing, but like on Instagram, I know a lot of people, for instance, were sharing videos of what had happened to George Floyd, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. um, so seeing something like that can be very tr triggering and like traumatic. Mm -hmm. um, and there are other things as well that were a lot more confronting. So I think it's a lot better now just because, like, I don't really go on Facebook as much anyway, and then I usually go on Instagram more. So it's, it's a little better. Yeah, and you did say, like, you know, this week was, I guess, where it affected you a lot more. Can you just talk more into that? Like, how has it been affecting you? Usually, it, yeah, it is something that, like, is on the back of my mind every single day. Like, uh, for my own personal experiences, where <laughs> people would purposely speed up as I crossed the road and just narrowly being almost getting hit by a car. Um, and then you see videos of someone dying over the like littlest reason. Yep. And then it, it made me start to think about my brother who's only 14 and he's already had his first extreme racist incident last year. And I don't know, that really got to me. Not saying that I like need to link it to my family in order to feel something, but it hit me really hard then. And I yes. think um, having said that, that's the interesting thing because, you know, you can think, oh, but I don't live in America and I, you know, as far as racism goes, yes, I do experience racism, but my life has never been threatened in that way, yeah. like so directly. So you kind of are like, okay, so do I have a right to still feel angry about certain things if, you know, yeah. I'm not at risk of dying but yeah. then it's like no that's absolutely ridiculous yeah. like yeah. if someone even the microaggressions that we experience every day 
we have every right to still be angry about that. Yeah. It shouldn't take someone losing their life yeah. before there's <clears throat> action against exactly. you know these things. Yeah. And that's kind of what is annoying me the most is that you know, so many people are dying, but how many are dying every day that is not recorded, yeah. that is not spoken about, that yeah. is not um, causing a big riot. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, why does it have to get to that point before we're taken seriously? Yeah, exactly. And then also um, following on from that, okay, what happens two weeks from now when it's not the hot it's music anymore? Hashtag, when there's the yeah. Ne- yeah, yeah, when there's the next whatever that 2020 is going to throw at us. Yeah. Like what happens then with, you know, with making a change? Because there's been so many of these cases over and over and there's the same outrage, there's the same, oh my God, this needs to stop. And then it be- it just becomes another hashtag and another name in history. And I think that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. like I, I very much felt that as well. Like, and I'm sure a lot of other people who may not necessarily be in the US and in Minnesota and in the middle of all of this as well, feeling as if, okay, well, you know, I'm not related to George Floyd. I'm not related to all these people. I'm not there. Why do I feel some type of way? Um, it, it is terrible that like it takes a video in America for black people around the world to be heard. Um, and I mean, like I, I, I know when I, like when I used to live in South Africa what like hearing stories of all the black people that are dying needlessly. I mean, for the ridiculous reasons as well, but because it's not recorded, no one cares. It's just another black person that's died today. Um, yeah. And adding on to that, I just wanted to highlight, you know, the ignorance around how Aboriginal Australians. Yeah. I was going to talk about that too. Um, because I have to do my own research and, you know, learn the statistics and this and that because I take a particular interest yep. in that area. But why isn't that being spoken about? Yeah. Why do Australians get to go about their day and think, oh, but at least this is not America. And it's like, no, sis, Australia is just as yeah, bad. Exactly. It's just very undercover. Yeah. You know, so I just get annoyed that it takes such an extreme case for it to come to the surface. But I just worry that it will only be on the surface for so long and i just i worry if there'll be a true change as a result of this and like on top adding on to that like it also it if if you look at all the big protests and outrage that have come out of um police brutality on black people in america they've always come out of the um after the deaths of a a black man Mm. and not saying that like each, like the, a black man's death doesn't deserve as much outrage as a woman, a black woman's death or anything like that. But I mean, Brianna Taylor died, what, a week, a week before or just yeah. over a week before. Um, there wasn't as much of an outrage either. And she was simply in her apartment and she was gunned down in her bed for no reason. At, like absolutely no reason at all. Um, another woman was pushed off the balcony a few days after George Floyd died, yep. too. In Canada, and that was covered up. Yeah, Yeah, that was actually covered up as a suicide. Yeah. Um, Which is, (laughs) that's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, if if we're going to be angry about black people dying, keep that outrage for every single person that is dying. Because, like, the way George Floyd died is tragic, as well as everyone else has. 
But you know what the danger is to this exposure? Mm. Okay, so I just want you to imagine if I hid behind a corner and scared you and you just didn't expect it and, you know, you'd be startled. But if I do it the third, fourth, fifth, tenth, fifteenth time, even though I'm just as dramatic when I'm, you know, scaring you, the effect on you is not going to be as as dramatic or as impactful as the first time. And that's what I worry is, you know, it might happen is – I just fear for the day when you can scroll through Instagram, see a man dying and just keep scrolling because the more and more you're exposed to these tragic events, your mind has to protect itself. And that's done through desensitizing. And slowly, the more we're exposed to this, the more we become desensitized in a way. Yes, we get more angry because it's like, oh, you know, another one and another one. But at the same time, my own coping mechanism is to just kind of move on from it. Just numb yourself because it's something that you're constantly seeing. And I just don't, I can't imagine one white person that has to even be having this conversation. Yeah. Like about their own race, for example. And that's why it gets tricky again, because like you said, if it continues to happen, this keeps going on first case, second case, third case, eventually people get a lot more desensitized to it. But then if it doesn't happen, then we have cases like, you know, the case where there was jogging and yeah. what happened? That happened three months before yeah. anything, anyone was, you know, taken in for that. And why did they get taken in? Because a video came out. If that video never came out. So it's like, on one hand, it's very important and it needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a lot of people get to like constantly see this thing and there's that risk of getting sensitized to it. So it's just... Where do we stand? And that's what that's what I want to talk about. Just how do we how do we deal with that in terms of just making sure that you know, yes, we're doing the work, but at the same time, we're making sure that we are safe, like mentally, making sure that we are in a good space. Because, like you said, you needed to um, deactivate Instagram to yeah. sort of get away from all of that for a little bit for your own sanity yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And there's lots of people who might need to do that, but at the same time, the anger and you know. All of that, they feel like, no, 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 I can't just, you know, stop doing this. Like, this shit needs to be heard. This mm-hmm. shit, people need to see this. People need to hear about this. Stuff yeah. needs to be done. Yeah. So, where, like, where's the middle ground? Okay, my question to, and I'm all for spreading awareness. I mean, I shared on this as well. But I'm like, what can we do beyond that? You know, because simply sharing for the next person to swipe and see through yeah. isn't cutting it. Yeah. And um, I think it's just time for just beyond that you know, social media activism, but what what are some of the tangible things that we can do and action so we can sign petitions and things like that? Like, I yeah. can't fly to America and march, but I can sign a petition. Yeah, those, I can yeah. donate. Yeah, I can, those have been being know. shared as well. And yeah. hopefully people are actually doing those yeah. besides just, you know, sharing, sharing like just mindlessly sharing. Because one, there's one, it's one thing to, you know, share, understand what's going on and want to be honest. And then there's another thing to just, Oh, hey, it's another thing about George Floyd. Hit the share button. It doesn't take two seconds. Let me just put it up there so people think, you know, I'm sharing it. I'm part of it. We actually don't really care. You probably didn't even read it. You just hit share. Just hit share, yeah. But on that, in terms of, you know, Aisha, you taking that moment to be like, you know what, this is too much for me. I need to step away. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, if that's what you need to do to, you know, protect your own peace, I am all for that as yeah. well. Um, I just don't like – I just – I think there's people who could see a dog being strangled and get more angry than and have a voice and actually speak out about it than 
seeing a person <laughs> go through the same thing and yeah. that's really heartbreaking yeah. to me. Um, yeah. And when you think about it again, like you mentioned before, prior to George Floyd, there's been quite a few mm-hmm. other cases. But then when, when it comes to that whole George Floyd thing, I think we need to think about it is the fact that we literally watched this man die mm-hmm. slowly yeah. in front of us while some white cop yeah. just chilled there without a care in the world. Even. Like that is exactly, that is, that is scary. I had a bit of an issue with that. Like I understand why people were sharing that video, but I don't think it was necessary to be sharing the video of someone being murdered in order to get a reaction. I think it's absolutely disgusting if it takes someone dying on screen for you to actually care about someone. Um, and like, think about the other black people that are following you. I mean, you're traumatizing them on top of that. Like, there's so many better ways and so many more respectful ways to George Floyd to share his story instead of showing him being killed on the streets. I absolutely agree with that. Actually, I was one of those people like I actually shared the video to my story because I was just like I was so angry. And I was my my thought in that moment was, no, I'm not going to provide a trigger warning. Mm. I'm not going to, you know, soften this. This is real Mm. and this is confronting um, I don't want to see it, but it happened, you know. But now that, you know, I have had a bit of more time to digest everything, I do absolutely agree with what you said. Um, it, You know, he still deserves dignity at the end of the day. And I, you know, I do apologise for my initial reaction in in that moment. But at that time, I wasn't thinking of Kumbaya. I yeah. was mad. <laughs> no, like, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I shared the video as well. Like, I actually put a trigger warning. And like again, the trigger warning was not even for the white people on my page because mm-hmm. to be honest, when I put it, I did not care. Yeah, I was yeah. more like there's black people in here. So if you don't want to watch it, you know, do not watch it if that's gonna affect you. But if you do, then it's there. But for me personally, I felt like it needed to be shared. Yeah. Because again, like you said, these cases have happened literally in the same week there's been other cases and everyone just goes, Meh, meh, moved on. Whereas in this case now it's like, okay, everyone's outraged, there's stuff going like I feel like if yeah. it was just one of those things where no one actually saw it. It, it might, would have yeah. died down in like two days. I, I I agree with you on that all well and that's absolutely scary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> I agree with like sort of in the fact that it should not take that, but unfortunately that is what it takes. I think I have a question to that though. Mm-hmm. When sharing the video of him being killed, who are you looking to target? Because as black people, I'm sure there isn't a single one that doesn't know what's going on. I'm sure no one really knows the that doesn't know about the racism that black people face the 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 violence the potential violence of simply just walking the streets that we could face so is the main thing to get like a reaction out of non-black people because if that's the case i kind of feel like we're i i I actually read somewhere someone was i think it was no white saviors they were talking about how or kendriana speaks both great accounts um talking about how like we're kind of what's the word we're kind of selling black bodies in a way to to like to get a reaction yeah out of out of non-black people yeah i I think for me like i don't have that many white people on my page so for me it was nothing to do with white people it was more of a case because again for those of us who don't live in america those of us who live you know pretty far away yeah you mentioned before you know the whole thing with the indigenous people a lot of black people know that so a lot of people walk around with the whole yes i know racism exists yes i know i will face like you know certain but it's just at the back of your mind, like you're not really thinking about that sort of thing. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, racism does it. But then there is the same black people that will tell you, 
Yeah, but at least we're not in America. Like, this is coming mm. from black people. I've heard yeah. that in the last couple of days. Yeah. So with that, it was like, but it this is, is us. Like, this is what is happening to us. Like, yeah. no matter how much, like, it could very easily, okay, sure, it's happening in America now. But what's to stop it from happening to us? Mm-hmm. Not, not indigenous Australians, to us in Australia. It is any, happening like, here. Any That's random, the thing. It is any, happening. Any random recorded. white person can just decide, hey. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like I'm very nonchalant about a lot of things. Anyone who knows me, I it's water under the bridge. It's I just I just don't have the time, Karen. So sometimes <laughs> <laughs> literally, so sometimes um things will come up and people are like, Oh my god, this is annoying. Like, how do you feel about this? And I'm just like, Look, that's just a Karen being a Karen, that's just Bradley being Bradley, mm. like you know, it's just another day. But that's part of the danger as well. Exactly. Like, you get to the point that, where it's like enough yeah, is enough. That, yeah. um, that laid back, oh, I just don't even care right yeah. now. I can see how that contributes to the problem. Because exactly. if you don't nip, you if you don't um, kind of address those issues at a smaller scale, that's, that's how they can develop into, you know, what's happened with um, George Floyd in the past week. So I think, no more nonchalant. No, I do care. Yep. Like, don't, don't come at me wrong. I will check you. It's just usually I just, it's not that I don't care. It's just I just can't be bothered fighting the same fight every yeah. day. But I feel like it's gotten to the point where we don't have that choice and that luxury anymore. But we need to unite. We need at some to point unite. And be like, yeah. And we need to do something. Yeah. And, and I think like also, this is, I guess, just a quick message to everyone out there who wants to get involved. Like, you don't necessarily have to be in the streets yeah. to want to make a difference. Like there's exactly. so many different ways. Don't feel as if you're inadequate or not doing enough. If you're not in the streets burning something, you, you can do things in so many, so different, many ways. different ways. And I'm, I'm going to share quite a few of those in the description of this and on the Instagram page as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, because also going back to your point, you know, with the whole thing of, you know, sharing these videos and things like that of black people. I did, I saw someone say something like, you know, um, Something about we we keep sharing these videos of black people like you know getting killed by white people and the cops and all of that yeah, but we never see like you know how often do we see justice. white people get like you know getting killed in the streets on video and all of that stuff? Yeah. But then I looked at them like, well, that's because stuff like this doesn't, doesn't happen, happen to yeah. white people. Sure, white people can get murdered, but it's you're, you're not seeing it's not racism. You're not seeing a cop. Mm. Let me tell you what, Orwell, on that point, if a random white person got killed somehow, there would be such a case that they would rather incarcerate a black person, even if it's not them, but to serve justice for that loss of life. They will, I have seen, there's so many people who are wrongly incarcerated. Why? Because someone has to pay for that crime, right? And now we have someone who's been murdered on video. As you said, um, Aisha, we shouldn't have shared it and this and that. But do you know what came out of the medical report? Following yeah, up? that is, they, he they had pre-existing heart problems and potential intoxicants. I mean. And that's on video. That's something where you cannot deny the evidence. It's not yeah. he said, she said. It, it's what we saw. Yeah. And it can get covered up in a million different ways. Whereas if it was the same situation, let's say um, a white man gets murdered in his home. You don't need to see a video. You don't need to see a video. It was a tall black guy. Orwell's a very tall black guy. (laughs) Yep, it was him locked up for how long? 20 years. That's his whole life. That's his kid's life. That's, you know, and someone had to pay for, um, for that murder, even if it's the wrong person. Whereas when it happens to us, oh, it's his heart condition. Yeah. 
But that's the thing, like, how many cases out there where the murder has been caught on camera, but it's actually resulted in them being locked up? Like, I can't I've, think of any off the top exactly, of my head. Exactly, like, that's the thing. Like, there are so many videos of black people dying, and yet it still doesn't, like, that's not even enough to get those people locked up. You can have a video of a white person holding a gun, dead ass, shooting at them. I mean, we're, we're seeing arrested. that happen right now with exactly, all the excuses the that are coming out. But then, what's the middle ground? Because if we don't do nothing about it, if we don't post these videos, if we don't, if we don't share, you know, about this stuff, what then happened? Like, it doesn't even get to the point where, at least now, like now, the whole world is watching it, yeah? Mm-hmm. We're seeing the excuses coming out. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, no one's going to turn around and be like, oh, no, but you don't know. Because remember, when, when the video first came out, there's all these white people talking about, oh, yeah, but what did he do? And oh. that's always the case. Oh, it's always the case God. of, oh, what did, what, did, what did he do to deserve that? Yeah. I mean, you're watching someone who has already been taken down. He is in cuffs. He, he can't do shit from that current <laughs> position. And we have seen this happen to him, but you have people coming out talking about, okay, yeah, but what did he do? What, what if he was aggressive? What if he was, you know, he attacked them? Someone said, what if he had a knife? Did you see him with there a knife? There is dead ass evidence of that cop being part of a neo-Nazi group and <laughs> still not enough to convince still that it was a racially he's got a he's he's crushing this man's throat he's a neo-Nazi and he's taking pleasure out of oh, killing a black man but he's not racist though <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh it's the guy's health it wasn't it wasn't yeah. anything that he did and we see that happen all the time there's always some stupid excuse there's always some lame ass apologies there's always like the uh, Karen from Central Park what what did she come out and say after that? She didn't mean to I harm black people. No she didn't mean to I be racist. Just scared. They're really? always scared. They're always scared. Yeah. And um, I just, oh God. you know <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so funny because as a white person, you have a choice whether you want to interact in these kind of conversations or not. I feel like as a black person, you're not given that choice because yeah. these are your people, Straight right? Up born into it. And yeah, you're born into it. You 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 open your eyes, and there's it's just one thing after the other. Um, but then they come from this all lives matter, unity oh, is power, and oh, we should all unite. I see no color. I'm like, how is burning things going to solve anything? <laughs> I wouldn't have to burn it if you didn't piss me off in the first place. This is where I knew people were like <laughs> this. People were beyond gone. Was right. the whole thing with um, John Boyega, where he's all he has said is I hate racists. <gasps> yes, if and you his account, see, Twitter like, account got suspended. If you see something that says I hate racists, where is the conversation? If you're gonna reply this, I hate racists too. Full stop. Period. Done. Why is there a conversation there? I hate racists. Mm-hmm. Now there's so many people oh, going in there. Oh, but it's not everyone. Oh, yeah. oh, but what a, but what? I grew up with a with a Kenyan friend and I oh, love why, why people Dude. Why people go to racism too? Oh, um, racism can come from anyone. Oh. Bro, he said, I hate racists. There is no conversation. Full stop, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's that, it's that white privilege and that white em, like entitlement to be like, oh, but that's not me though. Like it's not everyone though. And it's like, well, if the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. But you know, like why interject yourself yeah. and your personal feelings? I'm like someone died. How you feel about me addressing a racial issue right now is the least of my concern. Yeah. Exactly. And as if that's not enough, as if <clears throat> the fact that we have to deal with, you know, seeing things like this, knowing even if Let's say this video was never shared here. 
but the story was shared. Just knowing that that happened to someone like you, just knowing that that could easily be you, that's already like, you know, it's that's already too much. Yeah. As if that's not enough, we still have to deal with ignorant as white people mm. thinking it's okay. To, like, have you, there's been like, I've seen two cases now where they thought it was funny to reenact <gasps> the death. Yeah, well, I saw like, that. It's the ignorant white people who still expect you to educate them on these things. Who, the, the the ones that expect you to take time out of your lives to educate them on things, and the emotional labor that comes right. into explaining why you're like, why are you offended that a random guy in America died, and the capacity like, I- to still argue with me about <laughs> it. There was a news reporter. Capacity, I love that. There was a news reporter on. An Australian news reporter mm-hmm. in the US talking to some of the protesters, and she, with her chest, said, "Oh yeah, people in Australia do not understand things like because this doesn't happen over there, or whatever." Oh my god! And we're just like, "Oh god, my guy!" Isn't it? In, isn't you're a news reporter? Shouldn't you have facts and stats and shit? Like, I like I said, it's that it's that privilege of being able to exist in a bubble where racism doesn't exist because you're not confronted by it. You might not, you know, you might miss how you're participating in it as well i feel like a lot of white people you know might ask stupid questions or make stupid comments and not realize how that is like a form of microaggression and racism Mm. and so they think they're innocent and it's like no you are part of the problem and the fact that you don't know you're part of the problem is a problem (laughs) is a huge problem yeah and then there's this whole thing of we're talking about white people at the moment, but then there's other people of color, Oof. you know, because again, whenever racism is being talked on or like we're talking about something that affects black people, there's always, all right, people of color, people of color, it affects us too, da, 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 da. But then when you have situations like this, that is a black person has been murdered. All these people of color that were trying to like, you know, claim the struggle too, trying to like claim like, the black culture, trying to do this and that. Crickets. Crickets. I'm a, I'm a black like, guy. Literally crickets. <laughs> Crickets. We want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that is a big problem. There was actually a situation where a person of color decided, you know, to speak up against the issue that's affecting us people of color. And I just feel like as much as, okay, you can support a movement without making it about you Mm. is my biggest issue. I'm like, I have nothing. If you're white, black, purple, Asian, whatever, and you want to support this movement, I'm all for it. But if you're a POC or a white person, you can do that without making making it personal, without making yourself the center. Because, yes, you might have your own set of struggles, but it's different. Do you know how many posts I've come across the last few days where a lot of white people and some POCs were um, just like, oh, what happened in America really like upset me um please educate me people and i'm just like this is 2020 there's an Wait, internet Why? You, you think we have the time to exactly we're grieve, busy fighting here in the streets grieve fight about it and still educate you yeah. at the same day I, time. and also be expected to react very like in a specific way it's like if you riot then oh my gosh no there's better ways to act mm. than rioting Dude. if you were to I don't know. Whatever it's the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. He didn't yeah, riot. He, he literally knew. knelt. They had a problem with that. They had a problem with that. But There's not people. if it's on someone's neck. <laughs> mm. It's just like, no matter how you react, 
there's backlash about yeah. it and there's oh but there was a better way oh but that's disrespectful to this oh but no 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 that's the wrong way to deal with your anger and it's like thank you karen's, for telling me how to deal with my anger dude after that karen situation in the park someone dead ass posted on facebook at like complaining about how the term karen was so offensive it was it was it was basically equivalent to the the n-word have you seen that i'm like no no no. this is someone on on a university platform was talking about it i was i'm telling you they are like they i've seen multiple things even prior to the central park situation where they were like is karen the modern day word like the modern day equivalent of n-word it's this it's that and i'm like if your biggest struggle in life is being called karen my friend you have a good (laughs) life because people are dying like we need to just go back to that like it goes so much beyond the day they include karen as a hate speech (laughs) as you know you know what's funny about that it's very likely exactly it's very possible but still, when someone's on someone's neck, yeah. it's not racist. No, 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 no. He had you know, pre-existing someone, health conditions. Yeah, but calling someone something. Karen is the worst offense ever. I just, I don't understand it. I never will. Yeah. But like on the topic of like, like what to do, especially like as a black person, like I can understand how overwhelming and how like disheartening it could be to want to have to do something but not sure if it'd be doing anything especially like if you're in the u.s where your president is openly saying gun down people in the streets who are black i mean and giving and giving neo-nazis the red light i can see how disheartening it is and how like hard it would feel to keep that motivation up when i mean you've had the system against you exactly you've had your system against you but the person who's supposed to be looking after your well-being is out there telling them that it's okay to gun you down like it's I, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep going. Yeah, it's definitely hard, especially considering like, it, I mean, this is, yeah. this is, it's not like this yeah. is the first time, it's yeah. not the second time, not the third. Th- yeah. We've been having this conversation for a time. Yeah. And this way is before just, I was born. Yeah. And this is not just the US, this is everywhere. I mean, here yeah. in Australia. And- oh. But people want to be ignorant about like <clears throat> everywhere else. Yeah. People in Australia want to be ignorant about, oh, it's the US. The, people in, in the UK. I've heard people in Canada saying, oh, no, no. Not in Canada. It doesn't, you know, it's just the US. Like Canada's the good one. It's like, come on. Someone I was actually like, because I was talking about this, and I was like, even in Canberra? And I was like, bruh, did I not just tell you that I almost got hit by a, a cop in the street? Like, even in camp, anyway. Yeah, it's, just, um, <laughs> yeah. it's very, it's very. But yeah, let's bring this back, you know, to our mental health and you just basically how to, you know, not run mad. Just okay. how to, how to not run mad because you know it's something that again, whether you want to be you know actively part of it or you don't want to be, even if you know you've decided, alright, okay, I've said this before, this is gonna affect me, let me go away. Yeah. Even then. At the back of your mind, you still know that this is going on. Yeah. So it's still something that you're subconsciously thinking about. You yeah. still know, like shit, like this happens. Like, what are some ways that you know, besides, I guess, unplugging from social media? What are just some good ways to, I guess, from a mental health perspective? You know, like I touched on earlier, that you might kind of feel disconnected from it in a way because you're not physically there, um, and you might question why you're feeling certain things. Yeah. I am huge on validation. And in those situations, like, you just need to remember that how you're feeling about it is real and it Mm. is valid. Um, And, you know, I also experienced a little bit of guilt that, um, like, oh, I complain about racism, but I'm not dying. 
But that, like I said before, that's not. It could easily be you. It could easily be very easily be you. Yeah, one, it could easily be me. But two, it shouldn't have to take. But also, I feel like a part of you is dying every it time. Is, like absolutely, it is absolutely it is. It it it's scary. It gives me it it it's kind of like do I even want to bring someone into exactly. this world as it is? Yeah. Um. So one, just acknowledge and validate those feelings and really sit with them and actually feel them out. Don't yeah. block them out or just try to move on from it and act like it's not happening. This is real, and you know if you need to talk about it. <clears throat> in a safe and healthy environment, not with people that you're going to need to argue with yeah. and educate and do all that kind of emotional labor. But if you can um, talk about it, like the conversation we're having now with people that understand where you're coming from, um, that can be a good way to deal with it. And if you need to remove yourself from it and unplug, 100%. do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as mentioned before, I, I did unplug. Um, but one of the things that I definitely did was that like, I mean, even after unplugging, I still had all this anger in me. So I would, like, make the extra step to also talk to, like, specifically other black people in my life about it. Because I, I, I thought that would, like, that definitely make, helps a bit. Because at least I'm getting it off my chest as yeah. well and not simmering in it. Um, but also, like, I've been really blessed to have people in my life who've been checking up on me as well. And they're not... Um, black themselves but like they understood that this is not a time for them to be making it about themselves as well Mm -hmm. um i also got bubble tea which is (laughs) (laughs) which is shout out to jen for that um but yeah just checking in with your friends and just talking and and doing whatever you would normally do if you're feeling down anyway would also help and like knowing that like there's nothing wrong with taking a step back i mean like like we said before, this is something that we have been in since the day we were born. Yep. Um, we don't get a break unless we take a break. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Thank you for that because, yeah, like you guys said, it's definitely yeah, very important to look after your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like as much as, you know, you want to fight the good fight, as much as you want to see change, as much as at the same time, it's not really like, you know, it's not going to help you too much if... If you're breaking yourself exactly. down. Absolutely. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it's something very important because even I have to remind myself as well sometimes because it's just like, okay, this is always there, you know. As much as you think you're good, you're good, you're good. Just think about like if you need to, there's always, you know, you, you can always just pull yourself back and just take care of yourself first because I feel like a lot of people as well, um, and you mentioned this before, that whole, you know, that whole thing of guilt, that whole okay, is my anger valid? Mm, because, mm. you know, I don't live in that country. Da, 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 da. But even with the whole, you know, the whole fight, you can't go out and match for, you know, George Floyd. Da, 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 da. There's always stuff is happening here. I mean, yeah. Do I'm, stuff for the indigenous people. Do stuff I'm for, like, South African born. So, yeah. like, racial trauma is mm. a huge part of my history. <laughs> Moved to Australia where I was the only black girl in class for a long time. I can relate. A lot of racial trauma there. So, you know, your feelings, basically, I mean to say this, not to make this about myself, but whatever your story is and whatever your experience has been with race and racial trauma, it's absolutely valid. Like you Mm -hmm. said, oh, well, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you guys for that. But, um, yeah, honestly, yeah, that was, I guess, the main thing I want to talk about, just, you know, in terms of, um, I guess, our mental health and just the way that, you know, we unplug and... When to unplug, how to unplug. 
things that we can do to just take care of ourselves and just make sure that even even while you know you're still in the middle of all of that just knowing when to stop and when to like you know pull back a little bit not necessarily completely stop yeah and just because when it comes to mental health especially with black people we don't really think about it too much we don't really care too much about it like even though like we're at the point where we're like you know we're breaking down that's we're not attributing that to mental health. We're just like, you know what, the shit needs to be done. It's yeah. going to get done. I think part of that, though, is... Um, so I personally am very passionate about mental health um, in general, and I don't think it takes a clinical illness, um, you know, to start taking your mental health seriously because, like I say, everyone has that... Everyone has both physical and mental health to look after, mm. and they're both just as important as the other. And you touched on, you know, in the black community, that's not something we talk about a lot. And um, I really would love to see that change because, you know, people go through, like, in everyday life, okay, remove all the racial things, remove all of the craziness that's happening in the world. I'm sure everyone has a story of grief, of some kind of... Some sort of trauma. Some sort of trauma that they've had to go through. And I think as black people... We play that strong card a lot, which, you know, I love our people and I love how resilient we are and I love how everything we've been dealt historically, we've just come out stronger and better. But it's also important to remember that there's absolutely nothing wrong with help-seeking if you need to. There's nothing wrong with admitting that, you know what, I'm really struggling with this right now and I need support, you know. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're not strong anymore. That just that means you're strong enough to admit, you know, that you're struggling. Yeah. And everyone struggles. Like I said, so imagine that's in everyday life. Now, with the added trauma of, you know, all the racial stuff that are going on, with the added confusion with COVID-19, with the uncertainty, anxiety that's happening, mm. you can't just have it together all the time. Yeah. And you don't have to either. And that is something that's very important as well because, again, right now we're focused on, you know, what's happening now. Like I said at the start of this, 2020 in general has been a fucked up year. We're not even a shit show, to say the least. 2020, (laughs) it's been basically one thing after the other since Mm -hmm. fucking January. Yep. Since the fires, since... Exactly. And for you, like, there are are some people who probably have been affected by every single one of those Mm -hmm. and they're still going. So it's like... Okay, sure. Right now we're talking about like, you know, the whole ratio thing and the people who have been affected by it. But then they could be the same people who were affected by COVID, lost their jobs and all of that. Mm. So it's all just accumulating. And eventually, like, you're going to get to the point where, like you mentioned, if you need to seek help, that's something that you should, like, you should do. And just on that point as well, what are some, like, suggestions for people who do need, like, who do, you know, want to seek help but they don't know where to start from like what are some suggestions what are some things that people should look into should do like you know could be books it could be like you know websites that have helped you guys in particular um i think finding if if possible like finding that one person that you can turn to for support Mm -hmm. um that definitely helped me um and like I've also been on the fence. I used to be on the fence about like getting professional help. Yeah. Um, but I guess like, I mean, it's a, it's a trial and error thing. So if you find someone 
like that's also great there's there's i think there's there's a lot of things out there that can definitely help i think one thing that i really learned over the, these last few months is like having not like not like positive good feeling things all the time mm-hmm. on my timeline but like things that generally do make me feel good and like i can relate to so following accounts that really help yep. um and kind of reflect how you're feeling is is a nice way to kind of validate your feelings as well um yeah and just doing things that feel good mm-hmm. um and also like embracing your feelings you're not always gonna have good days mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah. if you feel sad today like that's okay if you can't feel do anything like, yeah. that's okay mm-hmm. um it won't always be like this forever um and just trying to keep moving forward even if you're stumbling along the way okay um i'll kind of put into two separate ways so if you're not <clears throat> at the point where you feel like you need professional help yep. um in like aisha said ensuring you have you know a good support system around you um curating your feed is huge you know if there's anything that's triggering and um you know making you feel some type of way in your social media you have control over that and you can remove that but um so she's already gone you know she's gone into detail about you know that personal support but if anyone is out there and doesn't know how to seek professional support um because that's something that it can be uncharted territory um the step-by-step process is you can actually go to your GP and just discuss with them, you know, how you're feeling and this and that. And depending on your needs, they can organize what's called a mental health care plan for you. And what that involves is you get 10 sessions that are Medicare rebated um, with a psychologist or uh, like a mental health social worker or a professional counselor. And then if it turns out you need more sessions, then you can go back to your GP and get a re-referral. If you're not going the professional route in terms of online resources, um, you can, for, if you're having, you know, some depressive or anxious kind of feelings, you can look on professional websites such as the Lifeline website. You can look at the Black, Beyond Blue, you can look at um, the Black Dog Institute, Mm -hmm. you can look at, you know, basically, if you just Google um, mental health services, like all of these resources will come up. And sometimes just understanding where those feelings are coming from is enough to help, yeah. you know, someone yeah. cope with them. So if you don't feel like you need that next step of actually talking to a professional, there's some also um, online chat kind of websites mm-hmm. that you can you know, be talking to a counsellor or a licensed mental health clinician um, mm. about those things. Yeah. So, and you can check out Mercer Darling. <laughs> so, yeah. shameless plug. plug. No, no. I, mean, I feel like, yeah, me and Mosa are very much into mental health. So if anyone needs, like, help in being pointed in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. If we don't know, we at least know people that do. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll be posting more soon. I'll bring. Yeah, you should. I'll bring, I, I can't remember last time I saw a while. post. Yeah, I'll Valentine's bring, Day, I think. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day. It's just because since then, there's just been so much that's been happening, and I haven't really had the right words because you know I'm not a I'm not a professional yet. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, but I, it just feels like sometimes, 
what can I say? Yeah. Like what what's a little post gonna do? But I'm actually re-inspired, so I'll start that up again. Hey. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, no, thank you guys um so much for that. Um all the all the um things that you guys have mentioned, as well as any other ones that I can think of, I'll add those to the show notes for this podcast. So if you do, you know, if that is something that would help you, if that's something you need, you can feel free to check it out. And also like they did mention, they are really into mental health. So I'll have their um social media handles in the description as well so you can hit them up anytime always happy are you sure anytime anytime uh, well, <laughs> I you, might... you guys heard her she said yeah. anytime. <laughs> anytime anytime wake I'm her just, up yeah. anytime it's really important if you need to talk to someone and you know you're not comfortable to do that yeah sometimes even talking to a random stranger yeah. is so i feel like a lot yeah. of people prefer yeah. talking to yeah. a random stranger yeah. yeah and if i can be that person i'm more than happy yeah. to do that Same i'm i don't know everything but it's a start. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it's a listening ear. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast today. I mean, we sort of went on a tangent there, but we definitely needed because, <laughs> yeah, we definitely needed to talk about those things because it's something that a lot of us have been feeling and something that we all have to deal with. So no, it was a great chat. Thank you for coming through. And um, like they mentioned before, I'm going to just let them plug, you know, their different... I mean, Aisha's already done this like twice already, but she can do it again. But um, wow. yeah, they can plug <laughs> what they do and you guys can hit them up. Okay, so you can follow my personal account on Mosa underscore X. So that's M-O-S-A-A underscore X. Um, but if you'd like to follow my mental health page, then that's Mosa Darling. So M-O-S-A Darling. Thank you, thank you. And Aisha, we already know what you do, but just, you know, just for the sake of it, do it again. Okay, so my personal account is Aisha Satipa. Um, it's, it's it's disabled right now, but it'll be mm. up soon. <laughs> um, I also run a photo blog, Stories by VLCK, which I actually have these two. I interviewed these two as well, which I promise will go up soon. <laughs> Wait, no, my is up. Yeah, sorry, all. <laughs> and a friend and I recently started a podcast. That's the T Pod underscore. I think I don't know. It's on my personal page. You sure it's your podcast? I said my friend and I. I'm just saying. Are you sure if you don't know the name? I honestly don't remember the handle. There's too many accounts. Um, but yeah, give that a follow too. What's we'll. the podcast about? Uh, my friend and I are very random, and we come up with topics like last minute. Um, we've spoken about serial killers and cells, dating apps, and masculinity. What do those all have in common? Men! <laughs> um, well, yes, we need to take down the patriarchy. But anyway, um, that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole two-hour episode. All right, anyways, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks and as usual, guys, us. it's been the Bias Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Obol. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts from. And you can also find us on Instagram at BiasReality underscore or check out the website, BiasStudios.com. And yeah, that's been it for today. I'll catch you guys next week. All is well. That's getting edited out. <laughs>